You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back to the podcast. This week we're doing podcast episodes to move through the last week of the life of Christ. And today is Good Friday. It is a remarkable thing that we call today good because on the one hand, it is a very good day. Today was a day that our sins were atoned for. Today is a day that we were granted forgiveness so that we could be adopted into God's household, giving up our shame and our guilt and being changed into the image of Jesus, adopted into God's family, given an inheritance and a place. But on the other hand, it's difficult to call today good because today was a brutal and terrible day. For Jesus to grant us grace and forgiveness, he earned it through a death on the cross. And so in this podcast episode, I just want to walk through the events of Good Friday. I'll read from Matthew's gospel first. This is Matthew chapter 27, Matthew's account of some of the events of the crucifixion. As they were going out, They met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, He gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection, and they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was! the Son of God. This is Matthew's account um, of how Jesus died. 
and suffered, how he was insulted, how people mocked him, how the high priests and the criminals and the crowds all were mocking Jesus as he died. So if the cross is a testimony of God's love for us, that he would sacrifice for us, that he would serve us, that he would choose to give us grace and love us even when we did not deserve it, it comes across to me in vivid color uh, when he's being mocked while he is doing a thing to serve us. So let's take a look at the whole day. As you move through your day, you may want to keep these things in mind. Every year on Good Friday, uh, there's a few times that stand out in my mind. We don't know every instant that things happened, but we do know the times of a few of the key moments of the crucifixion. And so I find myself on Good Friday every year looking at my watch a lot. And as I go through my day, I'll check the time and I'll think about where was Jesus and what was he doing. So let's walk through some of those big time markers and we'll go from there. It may be that some of you choose to set reminders on your phone or maybe you just want to remember as you look. But here are some of those big markers. The Bible lets us know that Jesus was placed on the cross at 9 o'clock in the morning, the third hour of the day, if you start counting from 6 o'clock, roughly sunup-ish. So at 9 o'clock in the morning, Jesus was placed on the cross. So you can imagine him being nailed there with the sign above his head, and you can hear the mocking voices. Shortly after, you can imagine the guards rolling dice, casting lots for his clothing, which fulfills... Uh, a prophecy from the Psalms, from Psalm chapter 22. You should absolutely read Psalm 22 today. Around noon, the world went dark. We don't know if there was an eclipse or heavy cloud cover or what God used to bring the darkness, but we do know that the darkness was remarkable and it covered the land for three hours. I think it's appropriate that creation pauses to observe the death of its creator. So in this darkness, you can see them offering Jesus wine vinegar. You can hear the insults continue. Perhaps, according to Luke's gospel, you get to hear the thieves on the cross, one of them mocking and the other one saying, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that man was saved when Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus takes care of Mary and tells John to care for her. Tells John that that will be his responsibility. Behold your mother. Tells Mary, behold your son. He's thirsty. He prays forgiveness. Lord, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And he says, into your hands I commit my spirit. And Christ dies for us somewhere around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So 9 o'clock on the cross, noon, darkness, and 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Jesus has given up his spirit. He's died for us. Atonement has been made. Shortly after that, you would imagine the soldiers checking uh, the body of Jesus. They broke the legs of the other criminals so that they would die quickly of asphyxiation. But Jesus had already died. They pierced his side with a spear. Blood and water flowed, says the scriptures in John's gospel. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus would place Jesus in a tomb uh, just before Dark, as people begin to gather um, and continue to their celebrations of the Passover and the Unleavened Bread Festival that would have been eight days of celebrating and eating and remembering God's grace. But Jesus is placed in a tomb and a stone is rolled over its place. So if you want to imagine the early events of the day, remember that on Thursday night for us, Jesus would have been arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
So he would have had trials while you were sleeping or if you rise early. If you're one of those four o'clock, five o'clock cup of coffee people in the morning while you're having your quiet time preparing for your day, while you're having your coffee, Jesus would have been in the middle of some unjust trials at the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, and Annas, the father-in-law, the former high priest. Uh, He would have been abused and mocked. False witnesses brought forward. He was taken Rushed first thing of the day off to Pilate. Uh, He would have been the first order of business for Pilate and then bounced back and forth from Pilate to Herod and back to Pilate before finally a small crowd would gather on Pilate's stone pavement and he would offer one last opportunity to set Jesus free. But instead the crowds would cry, crucify, and Barabbas got to go free while Jesus went to the cross in his place and in our place. So those were some of the events of Good Friday. And as you remember them today, I just want you to have an extra measure of reverence in your heart for Christ. Some of you will gather with us at lunch in the fellowship hall today at noon for our Holy Week service, Journey to the Cross, and we'll remember the day together. Um, Many of you will use your devotional guide at home with your families or by yourself this evening as you remember Jesus dying for us on Good Friday. But today is the day that the cross became central in our faith, that Jesus took our place, and that we saw the love of God on full display.